Good morning. Today is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. One of the most significant efforts in my life started in the late 1980s with an organization that is known as DESK. We moved to New Haven in 1987. I was the rabbi of Young Israel of New Haven. We were there for 14 years. And as part of the position of rabbi of the synagogue, I was also the rabbi of Young Israel House at Yale, which is also known as the Yale Kosher Kitchen. It was the organization, student-run organization, that provided Orthodox davening services and Torah learning and uh, kosher meals. New Haven, and, and as in my position, I was the rabbi of that group, and I was very involved with that group during our 14 years there. New Haven was, and still is, a city with pockets of great privilege, like Yale University, adjacent to areas of great poverty and distress. And at that time, and it's still true, there were quite a number of people suffering from homelessness, from food insecurity. And at that time, in downtown New Haven, there was an effort known as DESK, Downtown Evening Soup Kitchen. And that was a rotation of several churches in downtown New Haven. And each night there was a soup kitchen at a different church. So all of these churches uh, cooperated and people would know Monday night we go here, Tuesday night we go there. They were all within a couple of blocks of each other. And it was the way that many people who did not have food were able to get food to be able to eat in downtown New Haven in those years. So in the late 1980s, the rotation was six nights a week, but not on Sunday nights. Because on Sunday nights, the churches were busy and the churches were not available. Now, I wish this would have been my idea, but it was not my idea. It was a student to whom I'm forever grateful, who made the suggestion at that time, we, the kosher kitchen, we did not serve meals on Sunday nights. Students were on their own. So our kosher kitchen was empty on Sunday nights. So the idea was, let's join desk downtown evening soup kitchen and we'll be the Sunday night location. So we did that. And we joined DESK, and it was five other churches plus us. And it was a magnificent and transformative experience. First of all, to the best of my knowledge, it was the first glot kosher soup kitchen serving the general public in America, to the best of my knowledge. It was transformative for the Yale Jewish community who became 
so enmeshed and involved in this project of reaching out to those in need. And for me personally, it changed my life. I remained involved with that organization. I eventually became the president of that organization, served for a number of years. And uh, through that, I began to work on many projects relating to homelessness, relating to food insecurity, to job training, and other kinds of activities up until and including today that before that time I had not really been involved in. And I remain grateful to this organization for the transformation that it had in my life. So when we first started, there was a director of this organization and his name was Brother Dennis. Dennis has since passed away. Brother Dennis was a monk. He wore a long monk habit with a rope, a belt, and a large cross. And we worked together and we were friends. And uh, walking around together downtown New Haven, we were kind of an odd couple. And we did a lot of, a lot of good things together. So on the first Sunday night that we started, that we were now part of Downtown Evening Soup Kitchen, the first Sunday night, um, the crowd was gathering and they would line up and we would start serving at a certain time. And we were about ready to, to open the line to get started. And Dennis comes over to me and he says, and Dennis was always very, very respectful of uh, sensitive Jewish traditions and Jewish practices. So Dennis said to me, he said, uh, in our faith, we say a blessing before we eat. Would it be okay if you were to say the blessing tonight uh, before we start to eat? <laughs> so I said to Dennis, of course it's okay. That was our idea. You didn't come up with the idea of a blessing before eating. We were making a blessing before eating foods a thousand years before your religion even started. So I made a bracha, I made the blessing, and we started uh, downtown evening soup kitchen at uh, the Yale Kosher Kitchen. Okay, and that is what we refer to as bracha rishona, the blessing before eating food, and that is shared by many faiths. Uh, it is a mitzvah, it is a Jewish religious obligation, and there are many faiths that have this idea that before we sit to a meal, before we eat something, we say a blessing to God. The truth is that this mitzvah, this practice of saying a bracha, a blessing before we eat, is one of the most magnificent contributions of Judaism to the world, that has added to be able to make life joyful and meaningful through this structure of blessings before eating and after eating. The blessing after eating actually has its source in this week's Torah portion, and it is my plan to speak about that tomorrow. Today, I want to focus on the blessings before eating.
Because what it does is it takes a basic human need, the need for food that we share with animals, and it elevates that activity to have the potential, the potential to make us thoughtful, sensitive, grateful, and holy. Now, it's a detailed system, but you only get all the benefits through the details. And if you're not so familiar with it, let me strongly recommend either a booklet or an app that you can put on your phone that will show you which blessing to say for which food, because that's the basic uh, principle here. For every different category of food, there is a different blessing to say. There's a blessing to say from fruits that grow on trees, a blessing to say for uh, vegetables that grow on the ground, a uh, special blessing for wine. Every category has its own individual blessing. It's quite detailed and it's not always immediately obvious which blessing to make on which food. So as I'm recommending, there are booklets, you can carry it with you. Or if you want to be updated, you can put an app on your phone and you just, uh, you know, you look up which blessing do you make on peanuts? Which blessing do you make on uh, bananas? It's not so clear cut. But if you adopt this practice, it will improve your life. The sad thing is that even many people who consider themselves religious are not careful with brachos, are not careful to say the correct blessing for each food every time they eat as Jewish law requires. And it's a shame because they're missing out. They're missing out on an opportunity to improve their lives. So let me just share with you very briefly two benefits, two lessons that come from this structure of blessings before we eat. As I mentioned, the blessings, the brachos, are differentiated. Each kind of food has its own blessing. And the first benefit that comes is that we need to think before putting something in our mouth. What is it? Where does it come from? Don't take it for granted. A pineapple. Is it a vegetable? Is it a fruit? Don't just eat it without any thought. I'm sure you heard the famous quote, the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is to know that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is to know that you don't serve it for dessert. Okay, but what is the difference between a vegetable and a fruit? By the way, just so you know, pineapple, peanuts, bananas are all in the category of vegetables that grow from the ground, not fruits that grow from a tree for the purposes of brachos, of blessings. But it requires you to think about it. So you're about to eat something. You don't just wolf it down. You don't just swallow it. You think about it. What is it? Where did it come from? God put it here for me to enjoy it. Don't take it for granted. And it trains us 
to be alive, to be aware. I've shared with some of you before the famous insight of the Chafetz Chaim, Rabbi Yisrael Merkagan of Radin, the great Torah leader in the early 1900s. Our sages tell us that when the Jewish people were traveling through the desert, they ate this miraculous food called man, manna. We're going to talk more about it later this week. And it was this food that just magically appeared every morning. They would collect it. And it was a perfect food, perfectly nutritious, perfectly delicious. What did it taste like? So it's interesting. The Torah actually has a description of what it tasted like, but our rabbis have a slightly different way to understand it. What did it taste like? Say our rabbis, it tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like. If you wanted to eat fried chicken, when you ate the man, it tasted like fried chicken. And if you wanted broccoli, it tasted like broccoli. Whatever you wanted to eat, that's what it tasted like. The Chavetz Chaim once said, and what happens if you did not think to yourself what you wanted it to taste like? What would it taste like then? Said the Chavetz Chaim, it would have no taste whatsoever. You got to think about it. You have to appreciate it. You have to understand where it comes from and how it got there. And that is what is facilitated by this structure of brachos. Got to know where it is, what status, how it was made. Think about it. Don't take it for granted. And the second lesson is, say please before you take something. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. The whole world belongs to God. And what we are saying when we say the bracha, blessed are you, God, who uh, who brought forth, um, uh, who, who created the, 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 the vegetables from the ground. What we're saying is we recognize God. It's yours. It comes from you. You are giving it to us. You are allowing us to benefit from it. And we're saying thank you. Thank you before we take anything. The system of brachos is amazing because it is a constant re reminder. As often as we put something into our mouths, it is an ongoing reminder that we are a guest in someone's home. And say please before taking anything. It is a constant opportunity to remember that we live in God's home. And life is very different in every area. Life is very different when we live with the awareness that we are in God's presence. So I recommend it to you. If you are not in this practice, try it for a while with each thing that you eat and see what it does for you. And if you are in this practice, my suggestion is, and I make this to myself as well, say the bracha a little bit slower than you normally would and think about it for just a few seconds to be able to let it register the magnificent opportunity that comes to us from this structure of blessings before we eat. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day. 
And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.